When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My brand new book, Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth, is now available. So much more than a book, this is a guide that allows me to hold your hand through your birth preparation journey. With over a decade of experience and knowledge packed in to ensure you really are empowered in the way you deserve to achieve a positive birth, regardless of the twists and turns that crop up. Make sure that you get your hands on Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth Book now and are empowered to have the birth experience that you deserve. Hello, I'm Midwife Pip and welcome to the Midwife Pip podcast, the home of honest expert chat. My mission is to provide you with the very best support and information through pregnancy, birth and beyond with my online courses over at midwifepip.com. And as a podcast listener, I'm also offering you an exclusive 15% off all my online courses using code PODCAST15. With no further ado, let's get chatting. On this week's episode, I welcome the wonderful Amy who is a voice you may very well recognise from Virgin Radio Shows and her podcast, Two New Mums. Amy is quite literally ready to pop with her first baby, so it is the perfect time to chat about some of the real highs and lows of pregnancy, because let's face it, some days are rainbows and unicorns and others are not. Usually Amy is joined on her podcast by the lovely Jenny, who has just beaten Amy in the birth race um, and is therefore enjoying newborn snuggles with her little boy today so join us in sending Jenny the biggest of congratulations and welcome Amy how are you doing I'm doing good yeah thanks for having me Pip um yeah not too bad it's been a bit of a mad week with with Jenny's news I wasn't expecting that because she was due two days after me so um yeah and well she wasn't expecting it either so it's been quite weird and now I'm just like waiting which is just such an odd feeling. So my due date's uh, Friday. So what's that, four days away? So, I mean, but I mean, it could be any any minute now, couldn't it? So, yeah, it's just a bizarre, bizarre week, but exciting. Oh, and it's so funny, isn't it? It's, it's, it's lovely when you've got like a close friend and you follow each other through pregnancy, but now yeah. it is a bit like... Do you feel a bit like she's beat you to it? And you're like, yeah, oh. <laughs> absolutely furious. I was like, I'm first. I want to be first. No. Um, yeah, it is weird because I do, you know, Jenny and I, because I'm not just doing the podcast, but obviously we're friends. So we're chatting nonstop throughout our pregnancies. Um, you know, we were due two days apart. So we really went through it together. And it's just weird that it was so unexpected. I mean, she just went to a midwife's appointment and she had high blood pressure. Um, so she got admitted and it turns out it was preeclampsia. Uh, so they just made the decision to to get the baby out the next morning so it was so I mean she was at work that day you know so it's just really it's just so bizarre but yeah it's it's been amazing to go through the journey together but now I'm just in this you know I've I've just sort of finished work um, and I'm just it's 
such an odd feeling isn't it sort of waiting around thinking well you know you don't want to go too far you don't want to do too much but it could be another two weeks or two minutes it's it's so it's so hard isn't it that like you say like it could literally be now or I could still be sat here you know yeah what do I do I don't want to just waste this time but also (laughs) every morning you get up and you're like today could be the day it could be the day and then it's not and like tomorrow could be the day and and it was so funny because when I was talking to you and Jenny like last week wasn't it and and Jenny was saying then how she was like ready she was like I'm ready anytime whereas you're a bit more you know it's okay we can we can go with the flow we can get a bit more prepared I always wonder whether you know, like our bodies just know and whether Jenny's body was like, you know, I know that this is this is the time. Well, that's what we discussed. And she said, isn't it strange that literally last week she said that? And because yeah. she was like, I'm done with pregnancy. I mean, bless her. She's not had the easiest ride. And she is just like, oh, I am ready now. I just can't wait. I want to meet him. Whereas I've been like, because I was new as finishing work at the weekend, I was so looking forward to this week to just potter and just get everything prepared. And I've got it and it's brilliant, but it is weird, isn't it? But I do think there must be, I had it in my head that my baby was going to come early, but so whether or not that happens this week, we'll see. But um, but I was really like, oh, I want those few days. And yeah, I, I think there must be something in that. I think so. I remember the morning that my waters broke and then I went into labour like that night with Finlay. I went swimming and I remember thinking... I think I should get out of the pool because if my waters break, they're going to break in the pool and I'm not going to know. And then I'm going to have to go and tell reception, oh, I'm really sorry, my water just (laughs) broke in the pool. Like how mortifying. Um, And then I came home early so that my water didn't break in the pool. And I remember just feeling like I needed to just do some like pelvic open exercises. Like I just had this sudden need. Mm. And I was there in like my husband's oversized t-shirt after swimming. Like I just need to open my pelvis. And then like an hour later, my waters broke. It's just really weird, isn't it? I I think our minds are powerful things. That's interesting because I was planning on going swimming tomorrow and now I've just sort of started to rethink that because that is a really (laughs) good point. That would be so awkward. I had a dream last night. I mean, this is where I'm at, that I was interviewing Sam Fender. I'm a big fan. And my waters broke as I was talking to him. I mean, what is going on in my brain? So that's where it's it's you can't really focus. I'm trying to not think about it now and just crack on with my day and stuff. But yeah, it's hard not to. And every little thing that you think could be remotely different, you're like, oh, is that it? I'm getting a lot of Braxton Hicks, which I know I asked you about last week. And I didn't realize. Good sign, though. Good sign. Yeah, I didn't realize what they were. I was like, why is my stomach like so solid? And then it sort of goes back to normal. And and I didn't, yeah. I was kind of hoping that's what contractions would be like because they're not painful at all. Um, (laughs) But. Turns out it comes with a with a side dose of pain, which seems terribly unfair. But I mean, just just a just a little just bit. Just a little. Just just, just a little bit. Okay. It's fine. It's not nothing you can't take on, Amy. Nothing yeah. you can't take on. Yeah, um, maybe your water's gonna break on this podcast chat. Maybe your dream last night was like a, yeah. a little a little like premonition. Yeah, well, I'm chatting to the right person. So true, you know, you can talk you talk me through it, Pip, as we've said before. We've got it covered. We've got it covered. Yeah. Now, Amy, take me back to the beginning of your pregnancy. Um, probably before you then messaged Jenny and she was like, Oh, I'm pregnant too. And mm. um, how how did that feel, that moment when you found out that you were expecting a little one? Uh, I, I just, I burst out laughing, to be quite honest, because it was such a, uh, uh, so my background before that, we'd been, I had, well, I had a pregnancy, I think the first one was four years ago, it was an ectopic pregnancy, and that was unexpected, it wasn't planned. Um, and then after that, I just, you know, and that was a bit of a palaver, and then, and, and pretty awful to go through. And then um, about six months later, I got pregnant again, uh, and had a miscarriage. And so I was doing a really, you know, and then after that we kept trying and it just wasn't happening. And I went through the whole 
um, you know, horrendous fertility process going for tests. We both got tests. We were on the waiting list for IVF with the NHS, but it was like 18 months. Um, so it's been quite an ordeal. And it got to the point where um, I'm not getting any younger. I mean, I'm now 39, but I was 30. You know, you start to panic a bit. And I said to my boyfriend, do you know what? I, I can't wait for that NHS round. Let's just do a private round. Let's just bite the bullet. And um so I, I, I went down that route, went for the scans. And basically, it got to the point where they said to us, the, the woman said, you're ready to go. As soon as you get your next period, give us a call and we'll start the treatment. And I was like, great. And then that period never came. And I was like, what is going on? I said, well, I can't be pregnant. That's utterly ridiculous. No one's that like lucky. And I did a test and it was positive. And that is why I burst out laughing because I was like, are you, are you joking? That's just ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. And it was, um, I mean, it was just wonderful. And it was just, uh, you know, it, 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 obviously the next few weeks were very tense because I thought, oh, I just thought I had a problem with carrying and I thought I'm not going to make it. But when I saw that heartbeat, I think, what was the, what's the early week scan? I think it's seven weeks. I was allowed to have one. Yeah. That yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. About seven weeks. You can have one. Yeah. And, and I going for that and I saw the heartbeat and I was just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I'd never seen that before, you know, and yeah. um, with the last two and, and it was, it was just, uh, it was unbelievable. So I was just in shock and I was just so happy and this sort of car, we'd just moved house and everything as well. So we'd been through a really stressful few months and suddenly this calm just came over me and it was just incredible really. Oh, Amy, that's beautiful. That literally gave me like goosebumps on my arms listening to you talk about that. That's just, yeah, so, so powerful. And like you say, you know, fertility can be such a difficult time. And you, I guess, kind of given up hope in a way of having a natural conception and realising actually medicine was probably going to be the route into parenthood for you guys. So to then have your body kind of be like, oh no, I was just waiting for the, you know, that that perfect egg or that perfect moment. Um, And I always find really interesting with what you said there, because... I guess up until that point, every month you probably had your period and that was like a massive, you know, like a massive blow. Mm. And then the month that you were waiting because you wanted your period because then you could start treating it didn't come. Well, you know, it's it's, having done the podcast and chatted to people who are going through fertility issues, it's very difficult to, you know, you get told things like, well, just relax, don't focus on it. And it's so annoying to hear because it's impossible. And, you know, you've suddenly started tracking your ovulation. You're suddenly so heightened your awareness of, of what your body's doing every month. You think you're getting symptoms and all this kind of stuff. And so to turn off from it is very difficult. But I think the reality is, is that I did a little bit because I'd booked the IVF. So yeah. I was like, I, I was like, science can take care of this. This might never happen for me. I'm ready to stop this now. And then we went on holiday and then I had a great time and I relaxed and I got drunk for a week and then we moved house. And I just had all these other things going on. And I do think there's a lot to be said for that. It's your mind, isn't it? Your mind is so powerful, but it's, I'm very aware that is the most frustrating thing to tell someone who's trying to get pregnant. Yeah, of course. And like so many stars have to align, don't they? Like yeah. you can't just say you haven't, you know, you've been trying for like four or five years, just have a mm. holiday and it'll be better. Like, of course, it's not that simple. Like so yeah. many things have to align. But we know like, as like we were speaking on, on your, your podcast with you and Jenny, like your mind is so, so, so powerful. And we can't consider our minds and our bodies separately, especially when it comes to things like pregnancy and birth. Like they're just so integrated. Yeah. Yeah, it's mad. So you had your seven week scan and that was like, I imagine just, incredible after the journey you'd been on Mm. and how did you feel did you have any kind of first trimester symptoms 
Oh yeah, I, I, the first first trimester was the worst. Disgusting, without, isn't it? Without a doubt, I actually couldn't. You know, because everyone talks about morning sickness, but it wasn't. You know, I wasn't physically sick or anything. I felt nausea, nauseous quite a lot, um, and I don't know because I had COVID about seven months before, and my smell had been a bit affected by COVID anyway. But the smell of things was overwhelmingly bad. I mean, we had to change our um, we had to change our washing detergent. I had to stop my boyfriend eating chewing gum. I still can't walk down the vegetable aisle in a supermarket without gagging. <laughs> so I don't know what it were like. Vegetables were like, keep them away. Like everything, people's perfume. After It was so intense. So the smells, I just felt sick all the time. But for me, it was the exhaustion. I've never known anything like it. I, I remember sitting on the sofa and watching telly and people would be like, just moving around, just and I'd be like, how have you got the energy to do anything? It was so weird. I just thought, what if I never have energy again? And that was the worst thing. And it was so funny because obviously, you know, <clears throat> I found out I was pregnant and I was actually planning that summer to have quite a nice, relaxed summer. We'd just moved house. We'd just moved out of London and I was doing a lot of work from home. And then work called me. It was so ridiculous, the timing, like almost as I just found out going, can you cover Drive Time Show, which is a big show. And you need to, you know, for that, you have to go into London every day. So I'd gone from like having this relaxed summer to suddenly working like six days a week and like commuting into London every day. And it was, it was, you know, I, it was fine, but it was, yeah, that was the hardest bit. And because of course you can't tell everyone. So I would be sitting there and I would be absolutely plowing my way through so much food and sugar and Coca-Cola. It was just anything to help me out, but it was, and then I felt really guilty because my body only craved terrible food. And I felt guilty the whole time because I just thought my body only wants Burger King and pasta and pizza and sugar. I should be giving it, you know, I've, I've tried so hard to get to this point. I should be giving it all the nutrients. It was a strange time. And then, as people say, oh, it will pass. And I, I, you can't believe that it will, but it, it did. But do you know what I, I, what I can't believe is people like, um, well, Kate Middleton, didn't she? She has it throughout the whole pregnancy. I couldn't, I don't think I could sustain that. I don't know how she's done it three times. I know. Oh my gosh, it's awful, isn't it? It's absolutely, oh. I was the same. So I was really, really struggling with sickness. I was vomiting all the time. Like, And it's not morning, is it? It's all freaking day. It doesn't just happen in the morning. It's all day long. Yeah. And same as you with the vegetables, just completely really? went. I remember opening our fridge and anything that was not beige went in the yeah. bin. Because we couldn't even have it in the house. Like, it was awful. My husband couldn't cook in the house. He had to, like, get something on the way home and eat in the car. Um, <laughs> and, a, and a few months ago, actually, I was sort of doing a bit of a freezer defrost. And I said to my husband, why have we got so many frozen chicken nuggets? Like five bags of frozen chicken nuggets. And he was like, because that's all you would eat for 12 weeks of pregnancy was frozen chicken nuggets. And I said, oh, I do remember those days. Um, but fear not, Amy, Finley's come out okay. And he was going on chicken nuggets for the first time. Stuff, so. <laughs> well, this is what everyone says. <laughs> Everyone kept reassuring me that I just find it really strange. Like, why is your body? I mean, what I didn't realize when I fell pregnant, and I only learned this through the app, I had no idea that in those first few months, you're developing everything. Everything, you know, yeah. I couldn't believe that. I thought the first few months was just this little tadpole or whatever. But, you know, you'd get a notification after two weeks saying, oh, their brain is developing and they're growing. Limp. I, I couldn't, I didn't know that. So that mm. makes a lot of sense on why you're so exhausted. But I couldn't believe by the end of three months how much this baby had developed. It was basically like it's fully formed, isn't it? It just then formed. gets bigger. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I that's re that was really interesting to to find out. And it did explain, you know, why you're why you you know you're struggling so much. But um, but I'll never understand the 
yeah, why you're not craving nutrients or anything good. But it seems to be like everyone's the same. I think everyone is the same. And actually what, what happens is because in that first 12 weeks, you don't have a placenta. So that's what now when you eat, you're transferring your nutrients, oxygen, et cetera, to your baby. In the first 12 weeks, that hasn't developed yet. And that's often why women feel sick um, because you have these sky high levels of hormones like human coronic gonadotrophin releasing hormone. We call it HCG so that we actually say, oh yeah, um, that one. Um, You have these sky high levels that maintain your pregnancy and that's what often causes the sickness. And then after your placenta develops and takes over maintaining the pregnancy, those hormones that cause those horrible symptoms start to sort of drift off a little bit. But until your placenta's taken over, your baby is being nourished by the yolk sac and all the nutrients is in that. And that was already existing. So that nutrient was kind of what you were eating in the six months, the year prior to conceiving, Uh not the like chicken nuggets and McDonald's that you ate in those, in those first few weeks. So so you're all, you're all safe. And I think that's always really reassuring to hear because I was the same, same as you you know, oh my gosh, like I want to be giving him all this incredible nutrition while he's doing this critical stage of development, but I really need to go to McDonald's. (laughs) We're just taking a quick pause from this episode so that I can share with you a brand that I know you're going to love as much as I do. My little Finley is growing up fast and is almost on the move, which means it's now time to start making our home safe for him. Did you know that every single week, at least one child under five years of age dies in an accident? 75% of which happen in their own home. I think this is terrifying. And this is why the team at Cheeky Rascals offer a variety of products that not only help make parents' lives easier, but are also the safest on the market, including brands like Love to Dream, Rocket, and the Fred Baby Proofing Safety Range, which has everything you need to keep your little ones safe and your mind at ease. I want to support you to make your home safer for your little one and prevent them coming to any harm. So Cheeky Rascals are sponsoring this podcast and offering you 15% off Fred safety products using the code midwifepip15. It's overwhelming some days. It's, I mean, it's funny now. People said to me, just lean into it. Just, it's fine. You're, you're going to be fine. And you'll, at some point you'll suddenly go, oh, I want to eat healthy again. And you do. And you suddenly go, oh, and slowly introduce fruit and stuff. And it was, um, it was fine. But it's, it's, yeah, it's very odd. Very odd. Pregnancy um, so rough, isn't it? It's so yeah. rough. But second trimester was better for you, was it? Oh, wonderful. And everyone said this, everyone said second trimester is going to be amazing. And it really was because one, you've told people. And so it's out there, you're starting to get a little bit of a bump. Um, Also, yeah, and just feeling I just got my energy back like that. And I just thought, oh, this is amazing. And could suddenly do, you know, I I mean, exercise wise, I I sort of attempted to, to train I've always quite enjoyed doing exercise but it just wore it floored me for days so I just stuck to yoga and I've got a dog that I need to walk a couple of times a day and swimming is amazing um yeah I love the second trimester I felt great I just felt normal um and also you've got the important scans as well which is which are such lovely milestones to get to which you know having what I'd been through I was really keen to get you know get to those points so yeah it was um 
second trimester was great yeah really good <laughs> oh I love that why why do you think it is the first trimester is such like a the probably like the most difficult trimester I would argue like out of all three but so so secretive did you tell mm. anybody that you were pregnant in that first trimester um no so uh we I'm trying to think the first but so I really wanted to tell my mum but I think because of my previous losses I really wanted to wait for the 12 week scan which is a long time to wait I mean that's three months you know what yeah four eight yeah especially when you're trying to hide like symptoms and feeling terrible yeah I I think what kind of worked in our favor is that um it was sort of I think we were yeah we were allowed to see people but I think because I was so busy with work I just didn't have a chance my family live in uh, a couple of hours away I just hadn't had a chance to see them um and I really wanted to wait for that 12 week scan so I could physically show them a scan um so up until then no it was so funny the, the only people we told I told was strangers like the first per- I remember the first person I told was the so I booked in to have acupuncture for the IVF Okay. So the first person I told was the woman I had this acupuncture appointment with. I was like, look, this is really weird, but I was doing this for IVF, but I've just found out I'm pregnant. And she, I remember that I was like, this is so weird. Apart from my boyfriend, she's the first person I've told yeah. this total stranger. I hadn't even met her yet. Um, but I did actually have acupuncture in the first, <clears throat> she said it's really good to do in the first trimester. So I did do some of that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you know, I went on a hen do and there was this, basically it was this lovely meal and, um, I, I didn't tell any of the girls because it was I was only about six weeks or something. And this waiter came around and like he I ordered scallops and they came out and they were raw. And I was like, oh, oh I can't eat those. So I basically followed him out. We had this little room. I followed him out. I went, listen, can I just let you know? None of them know I'm pregnant, but you do now. Can can you do something with my star? I can't eat that. And also, can you keep bringing me mocktails, but don't flag it up? Because oh, waiting yeah. staff have an incredible ability to go, the non-alcoholic cocktail, they really make it. <laughs> Just trying to be subtle. So suddenly me and this like random waiter had a bond that he knew we were pregnant. But yeah, it took me a really long time. So I told my family <clears throat> after the 12-week scan, and then I didn't tell work till about 17 weeks, actually. I think partly um, I quite enjoyed it, just not many people knowing, like just being our little news. Mm. Um, whereas Jenny, like, if you, you know, did the podcast with, she was hilarious. She told her boss the day she found out because she, because <laughs> she was a bit, she basically found, it's quite a sad story, but she found out her nan died on the day she found out she was pregnant. Oh. So basically, her head was a mess and she ended up calling her boss and just telling him everything, which I just found was sort of really funny. And <laughs> he was telling people so early on, but, um, yeah, so it was a long time to wait. I can't believe I waited that long, really. I think I told my best friend, because I saw her probably after about eight weeks or something. But yeah, it was tough to keep it from my family. It's so hard. Isn't it? And why did you Why did you feel that you needed to? I know you had like a really, obviously like a really difficult journey up to that point. Was that to protect you or do you think that was to protect them? I think, I think there was a part of me was like, I don't want to jinx it. It sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? But it's that kind of, I don't want everyone to get excited. And I don't think they, I think, I think if I was to tell my mum, she would have been like, okay, great. You know, if I was six weeks, but I think there would have been that, let's not have a celebration, you know, yeah. because, because yeah, yeah. of what I've been through. So I thought, yeah, to protect me a little bit. Um, and to, I only wanted to go to them with good news. And I just thought, I'm just going to wait until that 12 week scan, because 
I'd rather say to them, look, I had another miscarriage a month ago or something as opposed to I'm pregnant. And then a couple of weeks later going, I lost it. So I I think, I think, yeah, when you've been through those losses, you're just extra cautious. So, and it was lovely to be able to go to them and go, look, I've got a physical picture and and here it is. And, you know, so I I think that, but yeah, protecting yourself definitely a bit. It's, um, but but yeah, so it's, uh, it's weird, but it worked out. <laughs> and it just shows, doesn't it? Like there is no right or wrong. Because people are always like, oh, I'm pregnant. Like, what now? well, now what do I do? You know, like who what? do I tell? What should I, what should I, and actually whatever feels right. You know, if you want to shout it from the rooftops, then, you know, absolutely. It's your news to share. If you want to keep it quiet, no problem. Well, I've discussed this before. I actually think it would be better if people told people early on, because then if you do have a loss, you can address it. You know, the last They're there two... to support you, aren't they? Like, they exactly. can't support you if they don't know. The last two losses I had, no one knows about them. I only spoke about them when I started the podcast because I knew I'd... Because I just wasn't comfortable and it makes other people uncomfortable. And, you know, I, the day I had a miscarriage, I went into work. You know, I didn't tell them. And maybe I could have done, but it's just kind of not my nature. I'm not I'm not a massively open person in that respect. Um and I actually think if you were to find out, you know, maybe you get to a month pregnant and you tell work or you tell your friends and people know. And so that if then if anything does happen, they're aware. And, and I think that is important because most women do seem to suffer miscarriages in, in silence. And, and that's yeah. awful. You know, it's so hard. Um, so I, I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with sharing it early. And I think I think maybe if my circumstances had been different, maybe I'd seen my mum physically before. I didn't want to tell her over the phone, see. Uh, I might have told her, but I think, yeah, it, there's no, there's nothing bad about sharing early at all. It's a strange rule that we wait for this 12-week scan, really, isn't it? It is, isn't it? And I think, I think maybe part of the reason why miscarriage and fertility is such a taboo subject still is because of that. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't know how you found Amy when you did then start opening up about, about your history with your ectopic pregnancy and, and your miscarriage. Most women, like you say, have gone through something similar or they know someone, but they've not talked about it. So it's um, not until yeah. you say that they're like, oh yeah, I went through that. And you're like, we've both gone through this time feeling really lonely when we could have totally supported and, and shared shared that experience with each other. Exactly. I mean, even just, you see, I was, op- I was open with friends and family about both of them. Um, and, and even then, you know, the amount of mums who have kids and they were like, oh yeah, well, I've had two miscarriages. Oh yeah, I had the, you know. And then when I talked about it openly on the podcast, when we launched the podcast, I mean, my DMs were just absolutely flooded with people saying, thank you for sharing. Because I was really conscious to share that, yes, I'm pregnant, but I'm aware that that's really hard for some people to see because I know what that feels like. And I want you to know it wasn't easy to get here because it's it's not for a lot of people, for a lot of people. And honestly, the amount of messages, I have people messaging saying, we just had another miscarriage. And then like a few months later, they've told me secretly they're pregnant again. And, and it's just this, you know, and it's really amazing to see, but it is, there's a huge community of people that are not talking about this. And it's, it's you know, and understandably it is very difficult, but I think, you know, I think it's great that there's been quite a few celebrities that have opened up about it because, um, you know, I remember when Chrissy Teen and um, she was really open about her miscarriage. That was dreadful. And people saying, oh, what, she's oversharing. And I was like, no, like this is, I don't care what you think about her. That's, that helped, helped me to see that, you know, she's someone who's a, of extreme privilege and wealth and everything. It just goes to show whatever you get, it doesn't matter. Like you're not immune. Um, it, it's, uh, it's definitely, a, like you say, it's a very taboo conversation mm. and it, and a lot of women have been through it. I feel like miscarriage and perhaps infertility as well are a bit like mental health like 20 years ago. 
And I really hope that we make the progress that we have with mental health. And I know there's still sort of obviously so, so far to go with mental health as well, but but we really are starting to lift the lid on it and talk about it more. And I feel like we kind of need to get there with, with things like miscarriage and infertility because the more women that suffer in silence, you know, the more women are being traumatized and are having psychological issues because yeah. they just don't feel like they can talk about it. And I think that's that's a, such a shame, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, you know, they go hand in hand, don't they? And it's, um, it, yeah, it, but it's hard. You know, I had moments where I thought, should I share about my ectopic originally? I just thought, no, I just, I can't put, it's so personal. So I do, you know, you know, and I'm someone that shares most of my life on the radio. Um, and I know a podcast, but I just thought it's too raw. I just, I don't know. I don't know if I was prepared. I don't know. Maybe I didn't know what I'd expect. The reality is you would just get a lot of support yeah. and, and a lot of people who've been through the same and it probably would have really helped. Um, but I didn't feel brave enough. So I think it is incredible that people are, you know, it wasn't, I, I just remember saying to myself, I'm not talking about my losses until I've had a successful touch with pregnancy. You know, even now you get paranoid, but mm. um yeah, it's but let's hope that it does make a bit of a change. Yeah, I hope so. Do you think, and now that you've like having you know a successful, wonderful, healthy pregnancy, Amy, do you think that's kind of helped you grieve for those losses that you had previously, and that's why you feel able to talk about it? Maybe. Yeah, I don't. If I'm being completely honest, I, I mean, I've I've obviously spoken open openly about them on the podcast, but I I had a moment with this pregnancy where I thought, well, I could be really shrouded in secrecy because, and I could be worried about it every day about losing it every day. And then I, I had a moment where I was like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm going to enjoy this. Like any other person would with a pregnancy. I'm going to share my scan pic. I'm going to post progress, but I'm going to do what I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shy away from this. Why should I, like, you, you know, it be, because, but I was nervous and, and there were moments throughout, but I thought, no, I've got to let that go. This is going to be a good pregnancy. So I think you're right. Yeah. I think it has helped. I think it has helped with that. Um, I've had a couple of moments where I've thought about them both, the losses, but, um, and you suddenly think, well, what, you know, what could they've been like and that kind of thing. But I think, um, yeah, getting to this point and, and being open about it has been important. And I just wanted to enjoy it. And I have, I really have. And I think, I think probably going through what I went through as well has made me really appreciate, you know, I've been any, I've not really had many points where I've really disliked, you know, the first trimester was difficult, but I was always so grateful just to be pregnant, you know, and I think throughout, even now when I'm quite heavy and not sleeping well or whatever, I'm still just so great. I'm just like, as long as you're moving, I don't care. You know, it's, um, I think it does give you a, a, a different appreciation perspective maybe, but um but yeah, I think, I think it will have helped, definitely. Yeah, oh, Amy, I totally appreciate what you say in terms of, you know, I'll take the punches of pregnancy to just grow this healthy human and have this mm. little one, you know, alive and, and breathing in my arms at the end. I guess as, as a midwife going through pregnancy, um, I obviously saw everything, you know, I saw, I saw life and death. I cared for women, you know, that were losing their babies, that were, you know, having stillbirths and doing that with a baby inside my tummy totally gave me this like oh my gosh I am so lucky but this is so precious like yeah so precious and I think we have almost like our rational head and then mm. we have our like pregnant mum head <laughs> and it's almost like that angel and devil on your shoulder sometimes isn't it like rationally I know this is fine to do but in the back of my head I'm like what if I do this thing and it does cause damage and even though you know it's not going to they're yeah. just so so precious aren't they like pregnancy is such a powerful time 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and and I think you can have moments where, especially, you know, second trimester, you're feeling better or whatever, and you have really got to be aware of it. You know, I'm quite guilty. I'm not very good at just sort of sitting and relaxing. I I like doing stuff. And, you know, my mum will be like, please please slow down. I'm like, what? And then actually, I I think what I found, my body tells me to slow down. Like if I've had, uh, you know, I love, I love doing DIY and painting, like our house still needs quite a bit of work. So I'm always doing stuff, but I've had days where I've done like a lot of painting or I've painted a room, the front fence. And then the three days afterwards, I cannot move. And that's my body just going stop. And I'm glad it's done that because um, you have got to remember, yeah, like what you're, what's happening inside you is, is unbelievable. Um, and it is, um, it's a big responsibility. Um, so yeah, it is important to look after yourself. Oh, it is. I remember feeling, I don't know if you're feeling this towards sort of the end of your pregnancy, TV, but I remember thinking it's like you say, it is such a responsibility. Like you're the only one that can recognize their kicks that can, you know, make sure you're like, you say, you know, you're resting, you're doing the right things. I remember thinking, I can't wait till he's out and someone else can share that responsibility with me because at the moment it feels like all on my shoulders and that's a lot of pressure isn't it day and night I think yeah and it's also the sort of not knowing you know because you can't see it yeah and it's like are you okay um you know and the movement thing is something I'm really conscious of and I mean yesterday the movement was quite slow it was a bit slower and a bit it sort of has days like a bit slower and then today like all over the place you know so it's just and I'm so wary of it because you're just in this final bit and you just want to get to the finish line um and I I do feel like yeah once they're out you'll feel like well I can see them there I can physically see them and I can see if there's anything wrong it's hard when something's inside you're right it's a real it is a real pressure a bit like with the whole eating you know you're like this is the vessel for this child I need to be protecting it um so yeah but you know you've just got to like you say, take good care of yourself and, and just, that, that's all you can do really. And, 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 um, make sure you're feeling good in yourself and, and looking after yourself and yeah, until you get to that finish line. I know. Oh, it's so exciting. And you are literally like days, days away. I mean, potentially a couple of weeks maybe, but, but literally within yeah. that kind of two week period, which is, oh, I'm so excited for you, Amy, because I know what you're going to go through and it's just incredible. Like, it's just so amazing. I love How are you feeling? Better. How are you feeling yeah. about it? Yeah, I feel I feel really good. Like I feel really calm. I, I have been lucky. I, I know you know you can get. I, I th- there's moment. I had a moment like a wobble last week. It's actually when we spoke to you on our podcast when I was like, hopefully oh, I didn't give you a wobble. No, no, no. no you <laughs> sorted me. You totally sorted me out. I just had that wobble of like, what if I? You know, I've done the hypnobirthing. I've read everything I feel I can read. I've done my antenatal. I feel as prepared as I think my hospital bag's ready. The car seat, whatever. Um, but what if it starts and I can't, I can't handle it and, you know, and I don't do good or something goes wrong. And of course you, these fears creep in, but it's like you say, you just have to reassess and go, hang on a minute. No, you can totally do this. This is the process. And I, and, um, yeah, it, it, I feel really calm. Actually, I feel good. I feel, um, now I finished work. So I was working over the weekend and my mom was like, please finish work because like, cause we're technically like self-employed. So I don't get maternity pay or anything. 
but I was going into London, you know, and like I, I, I averted the tube in the train, which I'd usually get because just the walking has become a bit tricky. So I was like, I'll, I'll drive in, but the drive was quite long. And, you know, there was moments where I could see the traffic coming out of London was really congested the other day. And I thought, what if I have to turn around? I'm going to be stuck in traffic for like two hours or something. And so now I just feel I'm at home and relaxed and yeah, I think with the birth, you know, it's like Jenny, she can, she can, that Jenny wanted a home birth and she ended up having a, an emergency C-section. So you just got to go with what happens and trust that, you know, they know what they're doing. I know to a point what to expect, but yeah, it's a weird feeling like not knowing, not just not knowing how it's going to feel, but I'm sort but so many people have said, I'm so excited for you. And this is, you know, and most people say that. And and Jenny said to me the other day, she went, you know what, you'll be so fixated on the birth. She went, don't worry about it. She went, that moment, like now, you just realise it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how it gets here, um, what you go through. You won't care. You just won't care. Like now the baby's here. She's just like in that bubble at the moment. She's like this, all that matters. So yeah. um, I think that's quite a good perspective because, you know, it will come out one way or the other. We don't know how, but um but yeah, it will be, you know, you hope you have the birth that you, you're kind of planning for, but you just, you don't know. So there yeah. are things that, you know, like, like we spoke about before, there's things that you can control and, and do to help yourself, but there are also loads of uncontrollables. And I always say, and it's probably a good mindset to go into motherhood with as well, is that babies are just the boss. Like they are so the boss. Mm. They set most of the rules and we kind of just have to roll with it to some extent. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think going into, going into birth, like you say, open-minded, like this is my preference. This is plan A, but you know what? Let's, let's, um, let's focus more on the outcome than the process. And I think yeah. sometimes that, that's quite important. Um, and just keep picturing that first cuddle because when you first cuddle your little one into you, it's just the most incredible moment. And that's what I'm so excited for you to experience because yeah, it's amazing. I can't wait to do it again. You're going to absolutely love it. Yeah, I think that's it as well. You know, because I had a thought the other day, I was like, you know, wasn't I, I was so desperate to get pregnant. Did I just want to be pregnant? You know, do I want to have a child? This is a big responsibility, isn't it? Um, but actually now, especially seeing Jenny with her baby pics, I, I can't wait to to meet them and have them in my arms and just, um, yeah, like I feel, I do feel like ready now. So I'd still like a couple more days, I think, just to do some bits and bobs around the house. But um, yeah, it's, it, 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 and, and like you said to me um, last week, you, you know, during labor, you are in control, you know, because I was thinking, what if my, my body takes over and I can't handle it? And it's like, no, you are. And I think, you know, with all the breathing techniques and everything, and look, at the end of the day, you do your best. And if you get to a point where you just go, I just can't handle this, I'll do whatever means means necessary. So, um, yeah, but it's, uh, but yeah, this waiting is like nothing I've ever experienced before. It's, it's bizarre, but I'm enjoying oh, it. <laughs> the, the waiting is, I would say it's like, it's like you're picking someone up from the airport, but you don't know who they are or what time their plane gets in. You're just waiting. Yeah, and what <laughs> the journey's going to be like. Yeah, yeah. it's, um, it's um, such a limbo. <clears throat> definitely. Oh, but you are going to be amazing, Amy, and I cannot wait to hear how you get on. Um, so yeah, keep in touch and thank you for coming on to chat to me again. And best of luck. Congratulations in advance. Keep oh, reading all your you. positive affirmations, positive birth stories, fill your mind with the good stuff ahead of the birth.
I will. I can't wait. And do you know, I think I'm really going to miss being pregnant as well. Maybe not this week, but like, you know, that sort of second trimester. Did you miss being pregnant? Oh, I really, do you know, because I, like you, first trimester, I mean, just write off. I could live without that again. But the rest of my pregnancy, I did really enjoy. And I didn't feel ready to not be pregnant probably until I got to about my due date. I was like, oh, I love pregnancy. And oh my gosh, they're so much easier to carry around inside of you. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, I was thinking this week because like the sleep's been a bit tricky. And like even when I sit up, I'm like, oh, it's so heavy in my pelvis. So I was thinking it would be nice to be able to lie down again. But I will miss. People are so lovely to you as well when you're pregnant. So, um, yeah, but it's 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 been an amazing experience. So, yeah, fingers crossed parenthood is as well. <laughs> it will. It's. I mean, the most beautiful, chaotic, crazy roller coaster you'll ever go yeah. on, but worth every single moment. <laughs> amazing. Oh, thank you for having me, Pip. Take care and lots and lots of love in advance. And that's it for another episode. I hope you enjoyed listening. Remember, you can use your exclusive discount code PODCAST15 on all my online courses. And why not check out my free mini course while you're there too? If you enjoyed listening to this episode, remember to hit subscribe so you're the first to hear about all the upcoming chats too. And I'd be immensely grateful if you could take a couple of minutes to leave me a quick podcast review too. I look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Hi, my name is Kay Adams. And to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process. So I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.